Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dino Watt, and excited to have you here for another episode of some great information. And this one is actually a little bit more special than others because, you, as you know, if you're listening to this podcast for any long period of time, we have our experts who have something to talk about, something to share, and then we have our professionals who are actually fingers wet in the muck, like doing this every single day. And today we have the best of both worlds because we get to merge that together with our guest, Alfred Griffin. And we're going to get to him in just a moment. But before we do, I always want to, again, have another shout out to all of you for, and just thank you for supporting this podcast, promoting it to your friends and colleagues, because as always, our goal is to bring you the best practices possible to help you grow your practice and help you grow yourself as a person. So that being said, thank you so much for being a part of our show every single week. All right, let's get things started with our guest today, Alfred Griffin. Alfred, welcome to the show. Thanks, uh, Dino. It's great to be here. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you. I've known of Lightforce and what you guys are doing out there for a couple of years now. As you mentioned, we just actually saw each other, well, not just a year ago, saw each other, which after this year seems like three years ago. But uh, I got to see each other at the MKS Forum, talking about what you're doing and seeing you guys present. So I'm honored to have you on the show. Yeah, no, it's an honor to be here. And for those who have never seen you MC an event, uh, they should. It is, it is quite a show. <laughs> I've never you know, had a situation in my life. And then your introduction just was, everyone was was out of their seat. And I was like, I don't know. It was a really cool moment for me. So growing up as a, I mean, I grew up in the theater performer and stuff like that. Um, I've mentioned this before the show. I've mentioned it to other people. Like I never understood the standing ovation after. Like I want to give people so much energy as they're getting up there, making them feel comfortable getting in front of people and speaking, I don't care how passionate you are about your thing. There's a intimidation factor to it and you can get nervous. And yeah. so I want to give people as much energy as possible. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. that that's a lot, always a lot of fun to give that oh, to yeah. people. That. Well, that being said, let's talk a little bit. We start off the show, every single show about our stories. I believe stories are what connects all of us together. So tell us a little bit about your story. First of all, how you got into the industry you de decided to get into, and then how did you transition that into uh, another company, right? You created something and then you're, you're sharing this with the world. So we'd love to hear that story. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in a family of dentists and orthodontists. I think they're about eight uh, at last count. Wow. Um, I know. So you can imagine how fun our dinner table conversation. <laughs> but um yeah. So, I mean, our family vacations, you know, were going to the AAO. And so you get, you know, stuck with the other sons and daughters of orthodontists. I thought everyone's sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's a tax write-off, right? So, you know, that's, that's, that's what right. you do as, a, as an orthodontist family, um, even today. That's hysterical. Um, that's the world I grew up in. And, you know, I always flirted with, you know, medicine or do something different. Ultimately ended up uh, going to dental school, wanted to be a little bit different. Uh, so I, I did a DMD PhD and, um, and then really studied skeletal biology and that's uh, ended up going into orthodontics uh, up, up in Boston, Harvard with the idea of uh, developing a protein that would help teeth move faster um, using recombinant protein. And uh, what I realized very quickly is that uh, NIH, the, the government agency that funds a lot of research, doesn't really perceive orthodontics as a source of public morbidity. So it would be tough hmm. in my career to, to gain funding. Uh, for that. So my academic career kind of got derailed at that point. Um, and, and a big pivot uh, was towards uh, starting Lightforce. Um, hmm. 
which back then we called, I think, Saraline, um, changed that, uh, that Align part we were worried about. Um, and mm -hmm. then uh, we called it Signature Orthodontics, couldn't get that patent. Anyway, ended up at Lightforce. Um, and, um, and, and the reason for the name is Lightforce is obviously great. And, and you know, Lightforce is moving teeth, is, is uh, more physiologically appropriate. Uh, and then light manipulation is at the core of our 3D printing technology. So that's the that's, mm -hmm. uh, ideology of the name. Uh, but yeah, that was a big pivot get going from uh, thinking that my career was going to be about getting uh, publicly funded grants towards raising uh, venture financing. And, um, and that's, wow, that is a big pivot. Yeah. It, it's a different mindset different language. Know? Yeah. Completely different language. And, and, and is those listening to your podcast know who've written grants uh, before uh, grant writing is, is it's a very logical process. You know, you make sure you dot every, I cross every T, uh, check all the boxes for the government. Um, whereas, you know, pitching to, to venture capitalists, it's, it's more uh, selling the vision versus uh, mm -hmm. explaining logically, you know, um, how you're going to go about doing what you're doing. Now, that, there's value to that in, in the venture world. And I think it's, um, it's appreciated because they don't see that as often. You know, a lot of people say, yeah. you know, we're going to, you know, be a $30 billion company in a year. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, well, you know, salesmanship, but. What's that like? I mean, uh, when you're thinking about, and there are people who listen to this podcast and, you know, who have looked at ways of maybe starting another business or creating a startup of their own, you know, going out and finding people who believe in your vision, believe in your dream, that can be intimidating too. We were talking about getting up on a stage and being intimidated that way, right? Because yeah. you're having to get people to say yes to, yeah, I want to do this treatment or I want to try out this process. But you're also having on the other end, maybe people who aren't as uh, well-versed in the orthodontic world, they're just looking at the bottom line of the numbers and how is this going to give me a return on my investment, which makes sense, right? They're investors, but that's two different conversations that you're having. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, I, I fumbled quite a bit uh, trying to get into it. And uh, what everyone said is, yeah, you've got to find a co-founder. I, I was taking uh, classes at Harvard Business School at the time because I had the PhD. Trying to figure it out yourself? Yeah, trying to figure it out. And uh, what I realized quickly is it, that's not going to do the trick. Everyone was like, yeah. yeah, you need a little bit more help than what you what you have right now. So, um, And that's how I met actually uh, Dr. Lou Schumann, my co-founder, who is, uh, he's an orthodontist. He, he went to BU, um, trained under Dr. Gianelli and uh, has been in the business world. He was with Align. He was the head of uh, global strategy wow. there for eight years, 02 to 09. Um, but that was like the perfect guy for me because a he's an orthodontist. Um, he he understands the role I'm coming from, and b he's he's seen you know the business side of things. And mm -hmm. and the biggest thing for me with anybody that I work with is trust. That's the first yeah. thing. Yeah. Can can you trust that person? And uh, in a world where venture capital is usually meant, all right, let's skip the orthodontist and go directly to the patients. Having someone like Lou Schumann who was an orthodontist and who really gets where I'm at and and what I see uh, the future of, of the specialty was really important to me. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, that, that was something I struggled with trying to, uh, stay high level enough. You know, I, I'd go into these venture capital, uh, conversations and pitches talking about mesial and distal and extrusive. Yeah, protrusive. And they're like, what, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, you know, dumb it down for us. And, um, and then you, know, you get to the finance side and, um, yeah, that was, that was, um, trial by fire, I guess you could say. Um, so but, yeah. how many different like meetings did you end up having? What was like, how many years oh did gosh. that journey go through? Um, well, we're, we're, we just finished our third financing and 
um, the first one, uh, yeah, what was it like? Um, it, it involved learn, uh, meeting a lot of advisors and, and leaning mm. on, a, on a lot of mentors. And uh, the best thing I ever did was was find people who were experts in subjects and just take detailed notes, get to know them really well. Um, and Boston has been an incredible area for that. Uh, oh, both really? People. Oh, yeah. It's. I would say for healthcare, it's it's the Silicon Valley of healthcare. Wow. Um, you know, if, if you want to, um, this is not a knock on Silicon Valley, but you know, you'll you'll see out there a lot more, uh, you know, apps for uh, doing things online, um, sure. where where it's not like I would say core technology. It's more like, um, you know, like a dating platform or some innovative sure. business model that now you can put online. Yeah. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's and, and I shouldn't right. say all that. There, there's still some great technology out there. But in Boston, what you'll see more is like core robotics technology, healthcare mm. technology, medical device mm -hmm. stuff. Um, it's uh, there's more of a hardware component here uh, in so Boston. Did you, so did you end up in Boston strategically because you knew that, or did it just so happen no, to be all dumb fate? Uh, I, oh, I ended wow. up going to residency at Harvard, and uh, I met my wife here, and so I'm here now. There <laughs> you are. You're stuck. Yeah. Um, but but luckily so because this is just it's the, one of the best places in the world to do what we do at Life Force. You you've got wow. uh, you know, what, one of the major and I say underappreciated things about our technology is our software, um, mm. not just the product but the systems and and how to scale it. Um, and all the people who are best at that in the world happen to live in in Boston. This is where you know we're neighbors with Form Labs, um, Parametric mm. Technologies, Autodesk, GrabCAD. Uh, wow. Um, a lot of, uh, Onshape, a lot of great 3d software companies all have their headquarters in Boston. And, and so, uh, for us, it's, it's not about, we, yes, we, we do want to pull people who know, who know teeth and things like that. And we, and we have some people from other dental companies, but, uh, we also want to pull in some of the best technologists from other industries and say, you know, Hey, what can you do with this problem in orthodontics and, and bring a new approach to it? And, um, that's, you know, you see us, uh, one of the first technologies that has a presence on uh, a browser tab. So a lot of the things that are normally you have to double click on your desktop and open up, um, you just type into a web address to do, uh, with, with ours. Um, Got it. and so, uh, so, so here you are, you're like in this, uh, you happen to be kismet in this place where you need to be to find the right people. You're learning two different ways to pitch what you're trying to do, but let's go down to the root of what was the aha moment that brought you the thought of light force, whatever it was called before, but this technology, this thing, what made you go, Oh, this is something that's needed and something I'm willing to literally like bet my life on. Right. Cause yeah. I'm eating, sleeping and, and, and dreaming this thing all the time. What was that? It's funny. One, one of the questions I got from the VCs was uh, why hasn't someone else done this? Yeah. And you know, part of the answer has to be, you know, if you're an orthodontist, you're going to make a very good living. No one wants to go to making peanuts as a, as a startup founder, you yeah. know, when you, you, be, you know, an orthodontist in, in the U S which is a fantastic job. Um, so, uh, question was, um, where, where was the inspiration? Like what made you go? Yeah. So yeah. If, if you're an orthodontist listening to this podcast, you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, the idea to customize braces is not a brilliant idea. And, and you're hundred percent right. It's not, it's like, we've been after this for 50, 60 years. Um, and you can see previous examples of attempts at it. Uh, what the aha moment was, you know, was finding a 3D printing technology that was capable of um, making something that would be clinically effective. Um, 
clinically efficacious, uh, where you have a slot that is the right dimension at uh, the same time every time, where you have something that is uh, aesthetic, uh, where you have something that ha- is biologically inert and uh, something that has mechanical properties you're looking for. And then having something where you can scale it for everyone in the country, which is its own challenge. Wow. So right now, I'm assuming then the advancement of 3D technology, which literally seems like it's advancing every month at this point, um, how has that been a benefit to what you're doing? I mean, I know your company is basically based around it. Oh, yeah. What's the advances been for you? We 3D print everything. Um, So... And, and the way to think of Lightforce is, yeah, our first product is 3D printed brackets. We have, uh, you know, very innovative approach to the indirect bonding tray as well. Um, but really, Lightforce is a platform for mass customization in the orthodontic space. Mm. And we believe that's going to be enabled by 3D printing. And so what we pride ourselves on is being, uh, A, the best company listening to orthodontists, uh, but B, uh, being the company who knows 3D printing and how that applies to orthodontics and, and to benefit orthodontists, ultimately to benefit patients. Uh, so to answer your question, technology has come a long ways. Um, but the, the, like I said, for, for Lightforce, the biggest challenge was not just the 3D printing technology, but the software to power it. Right. Um, that, ha- that was a, a huge technology hurdle we had to cross. Uh, then the other side was, um, yeah, so the software and the, the application development. So, so being able to do it all, um, effect, cost effectively for many people, um, it, it everything we send, we, we send out 36 unique, unique parts per case. Wow. And so that create, you can imagine if you're in a factory, a digital factory, and every case you send out has 36 unique parts to it. There's a traceability problem there you have to solve. Yeah, absolutely. All that together, and and you know what happens if a technician uh, drops what you're doing on the floor? You know you have to uh, you know reprint or and, and and you know figure out what goes where. Um, yeah, I was just thinking of like a Lego happens. set, right? Yeah, you yeah. One thing exactly. in the Lego set, it's like forget it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So so those are some of the challenges we've been dealing with for the last four years, and uh, it's it's no easy task doing what we're doing or doing what we're, we're doing today. It's it's been a, um, a passion for many people uh, for at least five years now. So and let's talk about then like what, let's dive into like really what is Lightforce? What mm-hmm. problem is it solving? Sure. So that if I'm an orthodontist listening to this right now and I'm thinking, okay, so I can go and I can buy my brackets from my, you know, uh, my, my sales rep that's I've been buying from all these years, besides being able to, 3d print stuff, which is, there's a cool factor to it, right? I can do it on my own. Yeah. What is the benefit of Lightforce? Yeah, totally. The benefit is for the patient and for the orthodontist. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's a no brainer and it's where the industry is going to be a hundred percent at some point, whether that's, you know, five, 10, 20 years from now, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's where this industry is going to go. Um, and the reason is because, uh, there's a value to customization in orthodontics, uh, we, we realized that with clear aligners uh, 20 years ago. Um, and, and we're seeing the business case for it now. Um, you remember when we were at MKS, that was a big topic is, uh, you know, profit per visit for the doctor. Yeah, how, yeah. You, don't, you may not change the, the numerator, what you charge the patient, but you're going to change how many times you see that patient. So the profit mm-hmm. per visit increases tremendously. And, and the consulting uh, consultants um, 
message uh, has shifted from 20 years ago where you shouldn't, you should be using braces and wires to keep your lab fee low to today, you should be using clear aligners because it's going to increase your profit per visit despite the sure, lab sure. fee. Right. Uh, and, and certainly over COVID when we couldn't see these patients for a long time, we could still make progress because we were, we knew we were starting with the end in mind. Right. And it's been the great story with Lightforce is that a lot of these cases that were bonded pre COVID, they come back after COVID and look fantastic because the, the brackets and the setup was started with where the doctor wanted the case to finish at the end. So it, they're, they're trusting an ITI wire to get them to the end in a more linear path. Um, so, so there's a benefit to the doctor in uh, financially we've seen, and, and we're, we're collecting some incredible data right now um, from, our, from our users on that front. And then uh, the benefit to the patient is less disruption to their life. So the modern consumer is the modern patient and, and they you shop on Amazon versus going to the stores. Oftentimes uh, they watch Netflix versus going to the movie theater, especially now because of COVID. Yeah. And um, so if they can see a, an orthodontist eight and a half times, which is what we're seeing as an average versus 22 times, which is the average for stock braces, uh, that's you, you've provided a huge value to that patient. They, they don't have to take time off of school, miss less work. Um, and then just uh, that's the convenience that they, you know, the modern consumer values. Is that because, and, and talk to me as if I'm as somebody who hasn't heard of Lightforce before, is that because the customization allows not as many, many adjust or is not, there are not as many adjustments necessary for the treatment or why? Yeah. So, so, so in orthodontics, we, we use uh, brackets are like the guide and, and the wires like the motor. Mm-hmm. And if you customize the brackets to be exactly where they need to be, then you can put a straight wire there. And when that straight wire straightens out, you're going to end up in a very, in, in an ideal finish where you don't need to make you know, adjustments. Whereas today what we'll do is we'll make submillimeter bends uh, by hand uh, with a plier um, and, and try to accommodate for a very unique patient uh, where unique tooth sizes, unique uh, requirements for angles that the teeth need to finish um, to match the jaw sizes, their facial proportions, all that and a one size fits all bracket. Um, brackets are not, people don't realize that everyone gets the same brackets when they come into a practice, whether yeah, they, are, you, know, you know, underbite, overbite, class two, class three, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. And, and so what an orthodontist job is to uh, accommodate by repositioning brackets and bending wire to get matched that uh, very unique patient to a one size fits all bracket. Um, and, and to answer your question, the third uh, benefit to practices is in the TC room, uh, in patient conversion, because that's a very powerful message to patients. When uh, a mom uh, comes in with her, with her son or daughter or, or father and, and says, um, you know, I want, I want my, the best for my, my kid. And, and as an orthodontist, you can say, I'm going to get your son or daughter's teeth to this position because I'm using something that will only fit your son or daughter's teeth to get them to that position. Whereas that's very powerful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a, you don't need to be an orthodontist to get that. Um, right. uh, whereas, you know, the guy down the street is, is using something that they pull, you know, out of a closet that's meant for everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not to say that's bad. It's, you know, cause you can still do a good job that way. It just may take you a little longer and take you a little, uh, there may be some, uh, round tripping, as we say in orthodontics, uh, where the tooth goes where it doesn't really need to be initially. It's it's the analogy I use with patients is it's like taking a direct flight from Boston to California versus taking a round trip where you have a layover in Mexico and Canada first. Um, Literally just did that yesterday. So I, oh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fly from Virginia to Atlanta, from Atlanta to Salt Lake. I'm like, I could have just straight line at people. 
So what's really cool about that to me, when I'm hearing you say that about the customization, I mean, the marketing aspect of it, I love marketing. I love the way that we can market what we do and, and really separate ourselves from the other commodities that are out there right here now with the customization of the bracket, like basic, the, the image I had in my head when you were saying that was, well, I don't want to go to a shoe store and just because they have shoes doesn't mean all those shoes, they might cover my feet, yeah. but they're not going to feel great. They're not going to give right. me everything I want. And I wear a very specific type of shoe now that I found through a customizations process that has helped me tremendously on my workouts and my balance and things like that, yeah. especially, you know, that, that makes sense. That's a great marketing piece to talk great. about that. We're going like to customize everything yeah. about this. To take, uh, build on your shoe analogy, um, you might get the right size, but then the next question is, are you going to get the right width? Yeah, right. And beyond that, are you going to have a sole that matches your foot? Actually, believe it or not, they, they've um, been 3D printing soles as well to accommodate yeah. large forms. So, so there are many levels to this. And, and that's yep. what makes Lightforce really unique is that we're the, uh, the first and the only fully custom bracket uh, that you can buy today. And uh, from a practice workflow point of view, uh, this yeah. is the other value to your staff, is that it's a perfect uh, partner for something called indirect bonding. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you that term. I was literally um, in an office yesterday that that's what they awesome. do is indirect bonding. Yeah. Everyone's going in that direction because it, what it does is it, it scales the doctor. And, and this is something we talk about, you hear about in, in medicine, modern medicine all the time is doctors working at the top of their credentials. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing in orthodontics as well, where the doctor's best time is spent uh, treatment, planning, diagnosing, doing things to build their business and their practice versus installing hardware. Yeah. And the, with typical indirect bonding, you need to put the bracket on the middle of the tooth. We call that facial access point. And uh, when you have a fully custom bracket, you don't have to put it on the middle of the tooth because oftentimes that middle of the tooth is blocked out by crowding or there's a blocked out premolar. And so you can literally put these brackets on the distal part of the tooth, the mesial side of the tooth, wherever you want, and it won't matter. You're, you're still going to get to the same end result. And what that does is it saves you a uh, repositioning appointment and dropping a wire. So it saves you at least two, three appointments. So that just made me think of uh, obviously lingual braces, right? That are becoming more and more popular. So yeah. same type of idea, right? Because now you're able to not have to have the exact positioning because you have this customized bracket. Yeah, it's, you know, we're actually not really focused on lingual right now. I, okay. A lot of people have mentioned that because the, the lingual anatomy is a lot more variable in certain areas than in the um, labial. Um, sure. but, uh, we see the bigger market opportunity, uh, on, on the front of the teeth, uh, mainly because, uh, you know, we're, we see the best, best value in, in the, um, teen adolescent market. And, um, you can be a lot more effective with the biomechanics and, uh, you know, this is, you know, I, I remember I've, I like, I like lingual, but you know, it, it sometimes you know, putting patients on their head is tough and, and can be scalable, but, but certainly there are a lot of technologies out there that are. Well, the uh, only reason why yeah. I thought of it was because in the conversation, I literally was talking with my doctor yesterday about this, of his doing the indirect bonding. And I mentioned the same thing about the lingual stuff. And I'm just fascinated by um, yeah. options. I like options. And that's what I think Lightforce does is it gives these doctors options and a better catalog. Like you have Invisalign, you have clear brackets, you have whatever. Now you've got a Lightforce opportunity is that I asked him, I said, well, could you do 
uh, in, uh, lingual this way. And he said, well, it's actually easier with indirect bonding to do lingual because you're not having to, how do you get, but you know, it's so hard to get underneath there. Yeah, exactly. Their teeth that way. Yeah. So yeah, um, it, and this, a great job of that right now. Well, and this is what I like about this, right? This is what I like about the idea of life forces. Anytime we can create a customization and we can play with something that makes things better, it makes us all have to think different about our treatment. We have to think better about the way that we're running our business, how we're we marketing our products and our services. So it's super powerful. It made me actually want to ask you a question about um, with the, oh, what's the process of actually having to get this and the learning curve of the whole product, right? If I'm printing out I don't know, like how fast can your 3D printers print out your brackets? Pretty fast. Um, relative, yeah, so, so it, yeah, it takes about to, to 3D print and make everything. It takes about three days. It's, it's a pretty industrial process. It's, wow. it's not, yeah. um, but that's, that's, you know, the, we have a very high bar for quality with, with everything we ship. So that's why. So what are some of the pushbacks, right? Cause so when you're out there, you're speaking at events, you're talking about this, you're seeing, obviously you're not only a, uh, a fan of the product. You're uh, you, you you invented the product. You're creating this product. You're trying to get it out there. When you're talking to your colleagues or doctors, besides the normal, you know, I'm worried about trying something new. Mm-hmm. What are some of the pushback that? What's some of the pushback that you're getting? Yes, yeah, so, uh, the pushback we're seeing is um, you know, a lot of people want to see ROI. They want to see you yeah. know what, what's the return on investment for my practice, and that's absolutely where their head should be. Sure. Um, you know, we're, we're in early, uh, or I don't say early, but we're in newer technology to the market. Um, only around, we've only been selling for about a year. So we don't have a ton of data on, uh, you know, finished cases, but we definitely have a bunch of doctors who've done over a hundred cases. Uh, and, and so we're starting to see some of those early returns and the numbers are, are fantastic. So, uh, in an average case team case, we're seeing eight and a half appointments, um, and that's very conservative. Some, some wow, a lot of practices wow. are receiving e- even better than that. Wow. Uh, and th- these aren't just, you know, your class one crowding. These are for premolar extraction cases. These are cases that you'd use with like a, um, a Forces or, or Carrier. Uh, so we're, you know, yeah. um, we're, we're, a lot of our product is being driven by our users, uh, giving us tips and tricks on how they use the product. And, um, and, and that's how, always cool. Yeah. It, it's, we're learning as much from them. Um, as, as they are from us about the technology. And, and really that's, that's, I love that it's a platform for a doctor's own philosophy. So back in the day, we used to have like, you know, MBT, Andrews, Roth, whatever prescription you're, you're, you choose that usually that has a philosophy that accompanies it. Uh, sure. Lightforce is a, a platform technology that does not have, it is um, a pl- uh, philosophy agnostic, I guess, in the orthodontic space. So it is what you want it to be. Well, that's the benefit of ha- having, early adopters, right. Who are saying, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm willing to play with this, see how it works, see how it doesn't work, see how I can make it work. And then give that feedback back. You know, you've got the guys who were willing to have a brick in their hand as a cell phone. And now because of that, we all walk around with iPhones. Right. So that's a real huge benefit to, to what you're doing there. The other Uh, thing I would say that a little bit of pushback is the, no one's ever seen a, a white bracket before. Um, and, and so our, that's one, one nuance is that our brackets are, are whiter than, uh, the, the ceramic brackets on the market today. Uh, we did that for a reason. One is that we can make a higher density bracket. And the other reason is that, uh, the market we're going after the teens and adolescents, our market data suggests that that's what they prefer. 
And sure. so it's more of a shock to the doctors than it is for the patients uh, when you know, patients are, are asking for things that are white. Like they, they, they oh, say, these are the same colors as my AirPods or, uh, you know, th- these make the colors pop more than, than I, I'm used to saying, which I love, you know, so it's, it's been a, a huge win for, for the teen adolescent market. And we have a ton of adults in treatment as well. It's just uh, today case selection would, I, I focus most of my patients on, on the, the teens and adolescents. I think you gotta be careful with that. Cause you're going to eventually get people saying, can I get them in hot pink? Can I get them in, uh, in Iron Man red, you know, what with that? yeah. If, if you start with Iron Man red though, Dino, you're going to be stuck with it for another, you know, right. eight months to a year and a half. So you better love it. It's one of the things I, I laugh about with kids with the rubber bands is I'm, or the, the, um, uh, not Last. the breasts. Yeah. The elastics, right. It's yeah. just like how many different colors they want in there. It's like, yeah, luckily you can change them out yeah. you in that way. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about the evolution, right? Because one of the things I'm a big fan of is looking at the evolution of a practice. I believe that right now is a huge evolutionary time for the way that we treat people, the way that we're looking at our businesses as businesses. This is another opportunity here to evolve your practice. How do you see yourself fitting in that evolution of a practice? Yeah. So it's a great question. You know, um, we see practices going digital and, and that's not a bold statement today. Maybe it was a decade ago, but it's, you know, everyone's going digital today. And, and there are two workflows in most practices. There is the digital one, uh, which usually means clear aligners. And then yep. there is the analog one, which means braces. Yep. Uh, what we're doing is we're taking the braces side and shifting it over to the digital side. And what that means from a practice workflow point of view is it means Every patient that comes in your office, they, uh, you know, t- you take a down payment and you take a scan and you say, see you back here in four to five weeks uh, for your bonding. And that bonding is going to be 30 to 45 minutes where it's the same period of time and for your staff to bond clear liner attachments or to bond light force. And the doctor, depending on the state you're in, can just give the patient, uh, you know, a high five uh, on the way out the door because uh, the wire should be laid out before the patient even gets there because you know the wire deflection, you can pick it from the software. Wow. And your staff can can do the entire bonding procedure for you. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and so that we really mean it, you know, scaling the doctor. And and you're the most important, I say the most important, asset but your business, yeah. yeah, you're the most expensive asset for sure for a practice and the most expensive yeah. person on that uh, payroll. So yeah. um, making the best use of the doctor's time is, is, is top priority from a business point of view. Uh, the other thing is from a mentality uh, standpoint as a doctor, uh, all the orthodontists listening know that feeling, you know, when a clear liner patient walks in the door versus when a brace, braces patient walks in the door, um, a liner patient walks in, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to, you know, see if we're tracking, make, you know, worst case, do a revision, maybe bond in a liner attachment if, if need be, but that's the worst that's going to happen here. Right. Whereas, you know, braces patients walk in and you can be nervous, like, do we bond well? Do we you know, um, isolate well, or we're going to have to rebond brackets. Might have to, you know, make a bunch of, of uh, bends in the wire. You're not really sure because you're being reactive. Sure, uh, sure. We bond the brackets or we're sticking them on by line of sight. They don't necessarily, they're, they're one size fits all. And we're not sure what we're doing exactly to the teeth. Um, mm-hmm. We think we're doing a good job and we, we come back and sometimes we're surprised. Um, whereas with uh, light force, it's the same mentality as, as aligners where you're starting with the end in mind. Right. Uh, patient comes in with a light force case, uh, you're thinking, all right, worst case that, you know, maybe the patient shoot on, on rocks or something like that, but because of the custom base, it's, it's not likely to break off. Um, I know the patient's not biting on any brackets cause that's in my digital plan where I know they're not biting on any brackets. 
and uh, you know, probably not gonna have to bend any wire because I, I, it's, it's an ideal setup. So uh, that, that I planned. So um, most likely, I'm gonna have to tell my assistant to step up the wires, maybe add a power chain or any of the other normal things we do in practice, and, and that's gonna be it. So that, that's the biggest uh, adoption benefit to what we do is it, it looks and feels and acts like a bracket. It's just better. It's more customized and it's more scalable. So then I'm assuming too, then your, your uh, emergencies are dropping off big time. You're absolutely thinking you're not going to be coming off of those teeth as, as easily. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's been one of the big benefits is, you know, your custom base means that uh, the cement space between bracket and tooth is, is consistent across the surface area of that bond, uh, which, which adds consistency, which is something we care about. We, we want all the, uh, the bond strengths to be the exact same. And that's what we you get with a fully custom system. Um, you can also do cool things with um, another part of our platform is uh, custom bite turbos that are indirect bonded uh, so that you can open the patient up exactly the right amount. So they're not hitting the lower brackets. Um, oh, wow. Previously we'd put a glob of band lock or something like that and, and open the patient up as much as we think they are, but sometimes they open them up too much. So it's uncomfortable or not enough and they're still hitting a bracket and that takes doctor time. Um, so, uh, that's another benefit of, of, uh, light force as a platform is that you, you get to use all of those tooth moving tools in concert and they work a lot better and more efficiently when they work or plan together. Wow. So really when it comes to the evolution of the practice, you're, you're creating a new opportunity for them to give better service, to be able to, like we talked about earlier, lower down that chair time, uh, the doctor chair time, you're given an opportunity for your uh, team members, your assistants to actually take over a large portion of what you do. Cause it's in some ways I'm, it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not claiming this. It's not foolproof, but it's pretty close. Like because you are doing that customization, right? It's a, it's a perfect fit of that person's tooth. What's the, this one has been popping in my head as you've been talking about this. What's the like lag time you said about three time, three days to print. But if I have a patient come in, I'm obviously not able to do same day starts on that. I can do, you know, impressions and scans and whatever I need spacers or whatever to start them. But I come in today, I say yes to treatment. When am I getting braces on? How soon? It's, it's uh, four weeks roughly is what we're doing right now. Our, our average, uh, from order to ship is, is, is under, uh, four weeks, like, like three weeks, three and change. Um, oh, wait, I didn't realize that. So there I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm ordering it through you. I'm sending you in the plan and you guys are printing it for us. Yeah. We, so we, we do it from a central location in oh. Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it was in-house printing. Oh no. So no, um, not, not in-house printing. Um, uh, and, 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 you're not the first person to, not to think yet. all the time about in-house prints of liners. That's, you know, a big topic at every ortho sure. conference. Right. Um, but the re- reality is that, you know, what the, the technology today is, is very expensive. It's very large and it's very industrial. Mm. So some of the, you know, the blast furnaces and things that we have that are required to achieve that final density. Oh, right. Yeah. Violation in most practices. Um, so we have to deal closely with like the fire departments, you know, it's, it's a real fact. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because earlier I was thinking like, what's the material that you're using? That's so strong. Cause usually it's a, you know, plasticky material. I have a 
3D yeah. printed Darth Vader on my desk, right? <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you're using this plastic to do that. No, no, no. Right? So that makes that makes a lot more sense. Okay. So sorry, yeah. they're doing it. You're doing it in your lab. In our lab, yeah. And it's it's a polycrystalline aluminum oxide, uh, which is what we use a test for our sales team. They have to pronounce that uh, five times fast. I was um, going to say that's really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, um, we have a great sales team, but they um, so, so it. It's it's very dense. It's it's um, the same material we use for ceramic brackets today that are injection molded. Only put it together instead of injection molding, we three D print it, um, but we get it to a higher density than injection molding based on our process. Okay. Uh, and that's that that involves you know things that can explode, and so that's why you wouldn't want to have this in your office today. Sure. Uh, you never know where technology is going to go, and maybe that happens sure. someday. Um, but but I would say a hundred percent not today. Can you imagine that they're going to have like little kilns in their office? Like they, the 3D printer thing goes over, does it, a little kiln, like a little mini yeah. kiln. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So you got about a four week lag time between the two, but you're getting that custom bracket that, you know, then you're going to be off to the races. And like you said, have much less patient chair time to do yeah. so, uh, much less uh, ERs and all that. Yeah, we, we thought that was going to be a knock, but it had, no one's actually really brought it up um, that you can't do same day starts. It's I think the big reason is because um, that's just the same workflow you do with clear aligners. You know, yeah. you can't start aligners day one, but you can definitely, you know, financially for a practice at the same day start because you, you get the down payment at the day. That's scan. right. One. That's right. Is um, it the same type of, would you do the same scanning that you do for an Invisalign or is there a different scanner they have to invest into? No, it's the exact same scanner. Yeah, yeah. We, we work with all the uh, scanners on the market today. We work with, I think, five. Oh, that's uh, great. That's awesome. Wow, this is cool because I love seeing it when uh, people are really thinking about how are we going to take that the industry to the next level? How are we going to, uh, like I said, evolve the practice? And you guys are definitely in the you know, front lines of doing that. And I know that I know for myself, sometimes it's hard to get people to see a different path than what they were taught in school or what is what, you know, quote typical, but once they see that and they open their eyes to it, then you're able to do that thing I was talking about earlier about decommoditizing yourself, becoming something different and unique and your marketing and the way that you present it. And the light force seems to be something that's given them that opportunity. Yeah, it is. And I have to say, personally, I'm having the time of my life. I mean, I, one of the things, uh, we I, I negotiate with our venture capitalists is I'm not giving up being an orthodontist. I love it too much. It's um, my dad's an orthodontist and, and, and I get to practice a day a week and uh, actually uh, six days a month. And um, the feeling you get from helping somebody uh, can't be replaced. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it, that's, it's, and it also, it's, it's a chance to use, use the products and, and see how it works sure. and improve it. And um, we have engineers shadow all the time and, um, yeah, I have to say we have a really passionate group here in Cambridge um, that's really passionate about helping orthodontists. And, and uh, you know, anytime we have an orthodontist come in the office, which we've had a lot more frequently uh, recently, you know, they, they they get treated like celebrities. It's like, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? We've got this new idea. Can we, awesome. can we show you this? So it's, it's fun to see a group of such intelligent people be so excited about orthodontics and, and something that I'm also passionate about. That's, that's, that's paramount making it collaborative making it you're creating a tribe so i thought of a question and we're going to get to our six questions in just a moment but um because you said this because you said how much fun you're having i would love to hear if you and maybe you don't have the story but maybe you do do you remember the first person who said yes to getting your the light force and what that felt like that's a great question 
Yes, I do. Um, this person, he, he was the first person ever to get treated with light force. This is back in, I want to say 2016. Um, okay. And he was, we were at a startup accelerator called Mass Challenge and he was the head of, uh, and this is like a Y Combinator type thing in, in Massachusetts. And, and, and we ended up winning and, and we got 50,000 bucks, which is great. It's our first right. cash, but he, he was the head of programs. And so I got to see this guy every day. And, um, and he had lower crowding. He was class two. We had to do dental compensation in the interior so he could chew carrots. That was his big ask. And, um, and we got him there in six months. But the brackets at that time were, were large. They were like 2X bigger than they were today. Wow. And, um, and but we saw the photos. We show them all the time. And uh, he was done in uh, six months and three wires. And um, he was happy as he, he could be. And his, uh, I ended up treating his mom as well right afterwards. Um, wow. so yeah, it was, it was really cool. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted to, I, I just had that, thought. I, I remember the first person ever paid me to, you know, teach a seminar and to like come to one of my class, 90, 97 bucks, but it's still to this day, I remember the feeling of walking out of my office and not feeling like I was walking like, dude, somebody just paid me oh, money. Yeah. for it, Right. And then we, I'm just remembering now when we bonded him, we had, I want to say no less than 20 people in the room when we did. The first <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's got like 20 eyes, like of engineers, just like keen looking at him. I, I was feeling for him, but uh, thank, thank goodness it went really well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think it's, it's so important for us to remember those first because it keeps us going. It keeps us yeah. when the times are rough and challenging, you know, it's working, you know, there's a mission behind it. So that's super yeah. powerful. And it's all about the patients. I mean, everything we do is through the lens of, is this good for the patient? And every two weeks we do an all hands meeting with the entire company, all 120 people. And, and the first thing we start with is a patient, light force patient. And we review what, what happened with that patient. And, um, it goes back to our, our culture patients first, you know, yeah. so we start every meeting with a patient literally awesome. and, and get to look at the progress. So. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, man, thank you, Alfred, for so much amazing information that you were able to share today and just being a, a guest and, and very, very open. Thank you for being so open about things. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's well, a pleasure. we've gotten to the part of our show where we always ask the, our guests six questions. It's rapid fire. It's just off the top of your head. You willing to play? Oh, of course. Awesome. Very cool. So I'm going to ask you on the professional side of things, what's the number one thing that you wish they would have taught you back in graduate school? Hmm. Uh, business. I wish we got more business. I wish we had more, um, you know, how to run a practice. I think a lot of this stuff you, you, learned by trial of fire, orthodontists are smart people and, and very competitive by nature. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I think we all figure it out, but I think we could all also benefit from a little extra training and residency on that topic. A hundred percent. I'm going to ask you this next question and then I'm going to ask you if you've read this other book that I'm going to talk about, but what's the book that you believe every practice owner should be reading? Measure What Matters by John Doerr. Ah, oh, great book. Yeah, that's really yeah. good stuff. Okay. For what you're doing, I've been thinking about this, this whole interview. Have you read play bigger? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm going to put that out there for you. Play bigger. It's all about how you're creating your own category in an industry and category creation. That's my, my good friend, John fam loves that term. Yeah. Okay. So John and I are good, good buddies too. And he, he knows exactly this matter of fact, that's how we bonded was I was like, 
have you read play bigger? And he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm interviewing the, or I'm having a call with one of the authors in an hour. Right. Wow. So That's yeah. Awesome. So get that book. You're going to love that book. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, and speaking of books and my book, the practice RX. And if you've ever heard me speak before, you know, I talk about team culture and team performance as the foundation for business growth. As you're talking to doctors, as you're out there in the world, cause you're seeing a lot more than most people are. What do you see is the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing when it comes to their teams and office culture? Great question. Great question. Um, I think, I think it's, it's uh, passion. Um, you want to have an office that is very passionate about something about their culture and, and, and doing something, whether that's helping people growing the business, um, and I think the leadership starts with the doctor having a very clear vision for what you want out of that practice and then uniting that entire staff around, um, finding ways to make them passionate about that vision. Um, and, and I find that when people are passionate about what they're working on, it doesn't feel like work. It's, it's exciting to them. And it, it's, um, you know, if you have the right people in the right role, that's very possible. Love it. So true. hundred percent. You have to have that vision. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, we have three more questions, but the third one is how do people get a hold of you? Like what, what's the best way for them to reach out to you to find out more about you? Well, I, I get a lot of, um, uh, Facebook messages. Um, so that's one way. Um, also Alfred G at lightforceortho.com is, uh, another way. And, um, we also have, uh, people on our website. Uh, the best way to get in touch with, uh, Lightforce is through our website and you can schedule something with a, a rep, learn more and, uh, just have a discussion. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a awesome that you offer that opportunity to really just get to know a little bit more uh, to, to find out, is this the right fit? Am I the right fit as a doctor for this process and vice versa, right? So yeah. that yeah. lightforce.com? Uh, lightforceortho.com. Lightforceortho.com. Cool. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. Um, do you have any Instagram handles or anything like that that you can shout out to? Yeah. Uh, so I'm alf1083 on Instagram and uh, lightforceortho. Uh, yeah, we light, are light force on, on Instagram. We are light force. On we Instagram. are light force ortho. Yep. And, and say your personal one uh, again, uh, alf1083. Alf1083. Okay. All right. Um, all right. You more baby pictures on that one than you will the uh, light force ortho one. <laughs> okay. People want to know you personally too. That's yeah. good. All right. What, uh, is the best advice you've ever received in life or business? Oh man. Best advice I've ever seen. Uh, at, at the risk of repeating myself, um, follow your passion. Uh, and, and that's, um, I think too often today people make decisions based on money, not based on what they're passionate about. And I mm -hmm. think the money always follows people's passion. Yeah. Agreed. And, and uh, go ahead. that's great. Last question. What's the best resource or tool that you believe every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice? Best resource or tool. You can be selfish. Yeah, I was thinking about being selfish with this one. Um, you know, I, obviously, I think I think um, be thinking about your practice in where it's going to be in in the future and yeah. not waiting. Uh, so I I'm not going to say our company's name here. I'm just going to say uh, think about the technologies and um, that are going to be valuable two three years from now, not not just today. I think that's great. I think it's really smart to think uh, to have people really think about. Because you want, whether it be light force or whatever it is that you're thinking of doing in your practice, too often people jump on bandwagons or try to, you know, 
find something that's going to stop the bleeding or the trauma. We saw that through COVID. We saw that through lockdowns. Um, people who weren't really invested in maybe doing something like a virtual uh, uh, consultation, as soon as they got back to office, it's like, oh, well, okay, we don't need that anymore. And they're not thinking about the long tail of what's happening. So light force is one of those areas where you can go, oh, I could see where this could be a huge benefit to me when it's in alignment with my goals and my passion and, and what my vision is for the future. So exactly. I think it's really, really smart. Yeah. What matters to your practice? It, it may, if you don't have a scanner today, that, that may be the next step. It may not, you know, yeah. Or we're thinking about, um, you know, how you get patients, how you market to your, your patients. And, um, it, it matters region to region practice, practice, what, what should be important for your unique practice. It's, there's no one rule for every practice. 100%. And that's how you separate yourself from everybody else. I love it. Well, man, Alfred, thank you so much for the time that you've spent with us and the information. And I know that I learned more about Lightforce and even just about how we can better serve our patients. And I'm sure many people who are listening did as well. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Anytime. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again, Dino. Good. You're very, very welcome. Well, everybody else listening to the show, again, thank you for being a part of the Propreneur Podcast. And uh, please go to lightforceortho.com. Go reach out to Alfred. Find out more. Listen, the more information you have on anything in life is going to help you benefit your practice one way or another. If it's not for you right now, that's okay. It's just a not now situation, right? So thank you so much for being a part of the show again. And as always, our goal here on the podcast is to help you be more proactive, more productive, and more profitable in all areas of your life and business. We'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.